Nobody's on there. Okay, cool, great, wonderful. That's the way it should. Got no strings. Am I turned on yet? Oh, aren't you? Stranger things should have less. Do you know that part in Pinocchio where they turn into donkeys? Yeah, I told that was. I told her that was going to happen to her. Like when? Hello and welcome to episode 52 of We Need to Talk About Horror, presented by DestroyTheBrain.com. I am Andy Trefenbach. I'm Yana Califra. Joshua Lightfoot. I am Rin Maddox. I'm Mike Hassler. And Niles Maddox. And today we will be talking about Mario Bava's Bay of Blood, also known as Twitch of the Death Nerve, also known as Chain Reaction, also known as Carnage, also known as millions of other titles. Last House on the Left. Oh, I'm part sorry. Two. Excuse me. Uh, hundred other titles is what's written on the board. Anyway, we'll be talking about that. We'll also go over what we've been watching. Sorry we've been gone for about a month. Some personal stuff came up. Uh, yeah, just be happy we're here, right? Right? It's summer. You get our sweet voices back in. Mm. <laughs> anyway, Boy. before we get started, let's go over some housekeeping. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Destroy the Brain. You can also find us as a collective on Facebook at Facebook.com. Slash destroy the brain. We also have a Facebook group we would love for you to join at facebook.com slash group slash we need to talk about horror. Uh, some other stuff that's going on. Might as well get it, get rid of it off the top. Late Night Grandhouse is back. Hey. Woo! Yeah. Woo! It's all happening. Uh, at, you know, quite honestly, the most unlikely of places. <laughs> we all <laughs> never would have expected that. Nope. Thank you to John and Greg from the nightmare shop honestly like they're the ones that kind of started that conversation and it seemed to work out so uh yeah that's awesome uh but honestly we probably would have been a little more dormant if it wasn't for them so uh if you enjoy late night grindhouse at marcus to pair so weird to say uh thank them Personally, because they will be there. I think they'll be vending. I don't know the logistics of where everybody's going to be spotted or or set up, but we'll figure it out. It is a great theater. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's a bar. It's mm-hmm. There's a bar. It's newly refurbished. Uh, the seats are recliners. New owners. It is actually, it's going to be the nicest venue that Grindhouse has been in, for it's sure. It's so clean. It is clean. So clean. Recline your we seats. sold out. I'll just say it. But clean oh, is yeah. in Grindhouse. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Huh? <laughs> but seriously, yeah, it's legit. True. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Um, and what are you showing? Late Night Grindhouse is showing its first double feature in its nine-year history, Slumber Party Massacre 1 and 2. Couldn't get the third one, huh? Uh, don't need the third one, honestly, <laughs> bud. <laughs> but yeah, that's all starting at 10 p.m., um, at Marcus DePere, you have to buy one ticket to get access to both. So if you're only interested in part one, you buy a $13 ticket. If you're only interested in part two, you buy a $13 ticket. That's the deal. Uh, we're not splitting it up or anything like that. I already had a question on that. So I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, it is also assigned seating. So I would highly recommend you pick up your tickets before the show. Um, we got our tickets yesterday actually i mean you can you can buy the tickets the day of just don't come complain to me when you sit in the top three rows or the front three what does it matter (laughs) well Well, that's how the theater works oh oh, wow wow 
Anyway, okay, so that is August 23rd and August 24th at 10 p.m. Also, somebody did ask me, and the plan is to probably go forward with 10 p.m. starts. So it's not just because it's a double feature. Obviously, it does help, but it's, uh, you know, that's a common complaint with Late Night Grindhouses that starts at It's the largest complaint you've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 10 p.m. starts maybe from here on out. Let's see. Let's get through this one and see how it goes. Okay. That's enough. Let's, Let's go to in. 7 p.m. shows. Okay, what have we been watching? Alright! That's way too loud! Willie! This is the section of the show of what we've been watching. We're going to go over two movies apiece because we don't want to bore you since we've been out for a month and tell you the 10 movies or 20 movies we've watched. So two movies a pop. Yana, you get to start it off. So I'm going to start this off with Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Ooh. Fuck yeah. So I, I thought I didn't see this movie ever. We started watching it and I had that nostalgia moment like, oh shit. I totally saw this as a kid. <laughs> I have not seen it. Really? No, I have not. Oh it's, shit, we've discussed it's this. It's the too. next of the anthology. We'll talk about this. Yeah. Later. Okay. It's great. I mean, I remember there's one specific segment and I'm just since you haven't seen it, I don't want to ruin anything. It, you, yeah. But okay. the black cat segment. Yeah. I specifically remember that one as a kid. No, I remember that one as a kid. Okay, that's the me. most memorable. Cat. That's my favorite oh, yeah. actually. It's cuz it had a cat. Yeah, I think I really like I know, Love I want another kitty. <laughs> Lover's file the most, I think. And I, I really, I, I don't know. I think that was the most disturbing of them for me when yeah. you see there. There's one scene in it. I don't want to ruin it for those who haven't seen it, but it sticks with you and it disturbs you. <laughs> it's near the end. Yeah, it's a little gross, but I really enjoyed that. And as I'm watching it, I looked at the kid at the beginning, kind of telling the stories. I looked at Josh. I'm like, why does he look familiar? And I'm like, oh, I know who he is. He's been a whole bunch of Disney shit. <laughs> Disney shit. That's like a common thing, though. Like, you'll like see mm-hmm. somebody, you're like, oh, yeah, they're in kids' stuff. Yep. <laughs> and now in murder stuff. And yep. Whatever. Yeah. A but. lot of surprise actors pop up, like uh, Steve Buscemi and Christian Slater and mm-hmm. Julianne Moore. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so you get to see some good surprises, because I didn't even realize that until we saw the credits. I'm like, Steve Buscemi's in this? <laughs> And it's yeah, right. I really like two four nine, right? Well, that's what yep. I like a lot about okay. a lot and of those anthologies. That was the other one I remembered as a kid because yeah. I remembered the freaking mummy, and that disturbed me a little bit too as a kid. That I, mummy design is really cool. It is. It really is. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I and think uh, K and B did did the uh, I think so. effects in this. I think so. So that was. I also I... remember Deborah Harry being mm-hmm. in the yep. you know the wraparound, and I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking Deborah Harry. Anyway. Yeah, but that was a. It was great to revisit that, not realizing I've watched it in the past. That's cool. So I, I greatly enjoyed that. And that, that's a lot of fun. If you haven't seen it and you like the anthology movies. I really want that to come on Blu-ray. And maybe somebody's new relationship with Paramount will do that. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Do, what where do you uh, rate it as in like the Twilight Zone movie? And like, I just watched Body Bags this morning, which I'll talk about. But, you know, um. anthology wise, like, is it? I mean, there are ones I like a little bit more, okay. but this one does have some very memorable scenes in it. I really think the first two always I remembered as a kid. Sure. It's so. only three stories. Okay. Which is, yeah, like Body Bags is that. And I mm-hmm. think Twilight's like But four. Body Bags is also a great film, too. Yeah. So it's really hard to say which is. I actually rank it 
at par with the Twilight Zone movie. Okay, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Jazz? <laughs> All right. I watched a lot of garbage. <laughs> and the first one I watched is a little movie that came out in 2005 called Chaos. And Oh, that fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about these three convicts that abduct two women and they put them in the woods and they do all these horrible things to them and then after they have their way with them they meet up with the parents of the two girls and they are uh you know the the convicts get you know get what's coming to them now what what does this what movie does this sound like last house on the left yes it is a complete there's many rip off of last house on the left it's like the exact same movie. So, yeah, this... I hate this movie. I hate um, it, too. You said early 2000s, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The shitty thing about it is Sage Stallone, the son of Sylvester Stallone, and also one of the co-founders of Grindhouse Releasing is in it. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that the director, who unfortunately is the guy who runs Dark Force Entertainment now, who is a... Uh, he's a fun looking dude um, <laughs> he directed this one and I think they started it off as a remake of Last House on the Left and it just kind of they they ran into problems mm-hmm. I could be mistaken on that story but I, I mean the similarities it's, uh, the, it's exactly the same yeah. yeah there's no bumbling cops from what I remember no that. no bumbling <laughs> cops um Everything is like, it's like they take Last House on the left, and it's like, well, how can we make this even more disturbing? And right. they, they find ways to do that, and you're you're just you're just sitting watching this, and you're like, why? It, this is so just stupid. And, you know, it, it says it has a message at the beginning, but then at the end of the movie, you're like, what, really? Like, what a bunch of it hypocrites. It actually tells you it has a message? It does. It says... Now, what you're about to see is really shocking, and there, and things that are in this movie really do happen every day, and we want to show you that, you know, if you're not careful, this could happen to you, and Jeez. I just, it's so stupid. Um, it's a cautionary tale. There are two things in the movie that do make it kind of unique, and the first one is that it was rated NC-17, and it w- actually went to theaters with that rating. They didn't, like, surrender the rating or cut it for an R uh, but v- respect hardly, hardly any theater showed this and the other thing is, that is noteworthy is that Roger Ebert gave this movie his infamous zero star rating Ooh. and he had like kind of a little feud with the director for a while uh, but Roger Ebert was totally right I mean th- this movie is just garbage and just a chore to sit through uh but that's really so, all I have to say. Did you watch this on Blu-ray? My dad oh, no. bought the Code Red Blu-ray. Oh, I no. somehow figured that would be the case. <laughs> oh, There's no I way like I would it. blind buy this. But it's a double feature Blu-ray with a movie called uh, uh, Don't Look Into the Basement or something like that. I don't know. I didn't watch the other feature. Okay. That was my favorite Goosebumps book. Yeah, that's Stay Out of the Basement. <laughs> that's not a great movie either. <laughs> SF Brownrig yeah. is the director on that one. Mm-hmm. He's uh, directed some 
I have seen that, but it's been a long time. Yeah, um... Code Red... So, Dark Force, I think, put it out because, like I said, the the guy that owns that company is the director. I had a Code Red releasing logo at the beginning. I forget his last name. Anyway. Falcon? Falco? Something silly. But uh, I always associate chaos with murder set pieces. I don't know if you remember that one. Mm -mm. Does your dad own that one? No. (laughs) That's another uh, not great movie, but it's got great effects. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. Movie is garbage. Skip it. (laughs) All right. A cautionary tale of a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) That was the longest build-up. Anyhow. Uh, Went to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is there anybody who hasn't watched that? Us. Oh, boy. Okay. I won't ruin anything for you guys. I think you should see it. Well, we're going Uh, to see it. It's just we're so busy. Make sure you are prepared for a three-hour movie. Well, it's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you already know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your rubber diapers. The only person I've heard say that is my wife. Just want to throw that out. I had to leave the theater a few times, but anyway. But because you were just getting... Antsy? We had a lot or? of soda. Oh, she okay. has the bladder of a baby of my wife. Yes, we need movie catheters <laughs> for things like this. <laughs> they need to sell them at the concession stand. Okay, thoughts <laughs> from my bachelor. Uh It was honestly a little slow for me in the first two hours, but the last hour made everything worth it. And Brad and Leo are just beautiful babies. Mm-hmm. So good. So Where great. would you rank it along? Mm-hmm. Other oh Tarantinos. Boy. Here we go. Is this like necessary? Yeah. <laughs> I can give you a ranking. You know, I, I'm gonna say upper tier. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean, I'm gonna do. Um, I'm not gonna. It rank was dang it. good. It was yeah. dang good. I, I, I like separate his movies, right? So you have like the ultra action, and then you have like the just dialogue driven, mm-hmm. right? I know they both have a lot of dialogue, but like you have like Inglorious and Django mm-hmm. that are just like action packed, you know, right? Thrill rides, and then you have like. More dialogue driven, like Pulp Fiction and Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown, and I would consider it in that category. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I would think it's one of the better ones. I mean, it's newer too, though, so it's fresh. I've seen how many times have I seen Reservoir Dogs? How many times have I seen Pulp Fiction? Jesus Christ, <laughs> thousands of times. I mean, like probably, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely a Here, new. Edition. Here's what I'll say. I mean, I saw it twice that weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went to saw it with us so, and before us. So, yeah, it means something. Mm-hmm. Just saying. It was interesting to see Dakota Fanning in it. She was oh. great. And Danielle yeah. Harris. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Lots of makeup put on both of them. Yeah, yeah. it's funny to see to Dakota Fanning. To de-age them? Or lack thereof. <laughs> uh, I, Dakota Fanning is like we'll my age, so mm-hmm. she also has always just been like a tiny person, so I don't think they had a hard time making her just look young. I think it was weird to see her look like dirty. Sun bleached. Yeah, it yeah. was weird to see her that way. But yeah. she did great in that role. Yeah, she it was, was so awesome. different for her. Yeah, I I highly recommend checking it out. But so yeah, it's also one of those movies I think you a sequel to Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Of right? course it is, and Once Upon a Time, time in America. America. This <laughs> is the end of the trilogy. <laughs> yep. Once Upon a Time in the West <laughs> was the original. You're right. I prefer just Once Upon a Time. <laughs> There's also Once Upon a Time in China and America. That's right, with uh, Mr. Jet Li. But this is that's a spinoff. That's it's <laughs> any Hoosier. <laughs> Mike, what did you watch? So I've been watching a lot of movies for Fantasia Film Festival outside of Canada. 
I've been able to review some stuff remotely, and it's up on the site, destroythebrain.com. My favorite of them, I think, is a movie called Idol, which is a Korean film uh, about a politician uh, and nuclear power conglomerate high up uh, whose son has a hit and run, but instead of the running, he puts the guy in the car to take him to the emergency room and he decides not to do that. So the guy arrives home to find his wife cleaning up, uh, trying to clean up a car in the garage that has been uh, in an accident and the guy's dead. (laughs) And so instead of trying to do the right thing, uh, he decides to move the body back to the scene of the crime. And to turn his son in, because the punishment will be less. And meanwhile, there's the father that's on the other side of things. And it's really complicated. (laughs) And it's really fucking dark. This movie is as bleak as it gets. I don't know if you've seen The House of Sand and Fog, but uh, it feels in line with something like that. Um. It's oh, it, yeah, it's a sad movie. So you're telling me it, this is dark. It's super. It's real dark. Yeah, it's real dark. It's uh, got some heavy violence. It's supremely well acted and well directed. It reminded me a lot of Prisoners in some ways, just in terms of uh, like the way that Denis Villeneuve shot that and the subject matter and how the characters. Nobody is really somebody that you want to align with you kind of feel ambiguous to it and uh it's got one scene that totally scared the shit out of me so uh it's it's an awesome movie i hope you get the chance to see it soon if you see it playing at something at a film festival something definitely see it what's the name of the movie again? idol i-d-o-l cool Sounds interesting. I saw you rate it on Letterboxd, and it got me interested. So it's super good. Uh, yeah. So this morning, I actually right before the show, I checked out uh, Body Bags. Finally, John Carpenter and uh, Toby Hooper's little anthology piece. Um, really dug it. Um, funny. I really wish it became the TV series that they. You know, it, it's funny. So yeah, you watch it, and obviously, you're was just that like, the goal from it? Yeah, it was going to be a was. Showtime really? TV series. Oh. Yeah. It premiered on Showtime. Yeah. I did not know that. But it, it they cut it because they were, they decided not to go to series with it. Um, or maybe they were piloting it to see how well it would do. I forget. I think they did the segments as a, a pilot. Yeah. And then they just said, screw it, and just combine them all into a yeah. feature. I think what they did was they filmed three stories, but then they knew they wanted John Carpenter to like be the... Quote unquote right. Crypt Keeper. Yeah, I was about to say. Who is so fucking good. He is very yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's funny. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, they didn't they didn't go to series with it. So they're like, ah, we just cut it together as a right. anthology movie. Which, I mean, it still works. Yeah. Totally no, I, I say like, you know, I, I've been also watching a lot of Tales of the Crypt lately. So it's just, you know, the same vibe. Yeah. Definitely. And <laughs> definitely having little segments in between and. Yeah, it's cute. What you? I mean, I think the first segment's the best one. I mean, gas station. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Gas station. Yeah. I think gas is, station's really good. Yeah, I think that's the 
best one, but most enjoyable to me was actually the hair one because I just thought it was hilarious. And that's a <laughs> silly as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I might be thinning upstairs. So yeah, it was kind of uh, Stacy Peach is very good. He is yeah. great. It's hilarious. Honestly, though, when isn't he good in anything? That's that's true. true. Yeah, that's true. The fact that he wanted the stallion is that's exactly what I would have gone for the stallion <laughs> package. <laughs> it wouldn't. It took me a few watches for me to realize how hilarious that is. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's really funny. He's so, like, stallion. Mode. Yeah, if you've never, I mean, if you like anthology type films and you definitely want like a silly, more humorous one, this is one of the top, best ones. I think, yeah, in comparison to like the Twilight Zone movie, which I feel like is a lot more serious in tone most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, this is one of the goofier ones. So, if you like Tales from the Crypt, it's kind of up that alley. Yeah. Check it out. I checked out the Grindhouse releasing release of... It, it's called The Tough Ones, but I think uh, the original... Well, I'm not going to get into the original Italian title, but it was also called uh, Rome Armed to the Teeth and uh, Assault with a Deadly Weapon is what the big VHS release was here in the States. This is directed by Umberto Lenzi, which later down the week I ended up... Well, watching my Blu-ray from 88 Films of Eyeball, um, which is a fun movie. Anyway, The Tough Ones. Uh, this is one of the first Polizia movies, I think, of that subgenre, um, where it's just a crime movie. That's all it is. It's an Italian crime movie where uh, Thomas Millian, who is actually an actor I usually dig, uh, he's this hunchback criminal that... Um, ends up killing people. If I told you some of the highlights of the movie, you might be totally down to watch it. It, There's an abusive cop that is just beating the shit out of criminals with a gun, like the butt of his gun, and just beating them up. Uh, He makes Thomas Millian, the criminal, swallow a bullet and shit it out. Uh, There's a whole bunch of great highlights, but I watching this movie, which was a first-time watch, uh, it's, it's okay. But what I will say is Grindhouse Releasing's release of it is fucking packed. There's two discs and a CD, so it's a three-disc set, and there are hours, hours of extras. Like, with director Umberto Lenzi, who has since passed, um, Thomas Millian, a whole bunch of people. And, I mean, it's even if you're not a fan of this film or don't know about this film, I think it's still a cool release if you like that subgenre or just Italian cinema in, in general. It does have like a feature-length documentary about Umberto Lenzi that goes across his career. Um, but overall, I mean, if you're a super fan of like the crime Polizia films, it's okay. I've seen better, and I know it's not necessarily horror, but I did want to... Uh, recommend the Grindhouse releasing release. I might want to borrow that from you. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I One know. The... I know it's pricey. I think it's like thirty five dollars, but it's that big one, the big bright one about this. Yeah, sick. it's back. Yeah, there. I saw that. That got released. It looked cool. I mean, it. Yeah, I. I th- it's a great release, and I can see. You know, you can count where the money goes, but. Um, what is also funny is that feature link documentary on that is also on the eyeball release. So. Um, just FYI. Anyway, yeah, the tough ones is which how it's the eyeball is a better film though, right? I like eyeball more. Yes, but if you know any of Umberto Lenzi's stuff, uh, <laughs> some of his movies are 
okay. Less than stellar. <laughs> I will say that one of his early Giallo films, uh, Seven Bloodstained Orchids, is really fucking good. Yeah, no, I've heard of that. That's great. Yeah. Eyeball's fun. And all, all it is is I like, always like the cover of it. instead of a black gloved killer, it's a red gloved killer and a red poncho and stabbing girls in the eye. That's what it is. And like he stabs them, you know, elsewhere to assure that they're dead. But first attack is right to the eyeball, right to the eyeball. So anyway, yeah. Okay. So I guess that's eyeball and the tough ones. There we go. Okay. Yana, go ahead. So I finally watched Hobo with a Shotgun. Like for the Wait, first time yeah. ever? Yeah. I've never Shit. seen it. Are you serious? Yep, I'm Was serious. Was this uh, post? Post Rick yes, House. like okay. two, day, two days later. Okay. Right. So, and I've wanted to see it. I've had it on my watch list for years, but somebody's never been really in the mood to watch it. Did you not see that Grindhouse? He's seen it. I, yeah, I've, I've already seen it. Is I've, his name Wasn't Josh? that your first Grindhouse or no? <laughs> I... Didn't see it at late night grind. Oh, okay. It was okay. like one of the few I missed. Okay, but um, after I thought that's when you started coming. Sorry, I so was mistaken. Like Yana has her list of stuff she hasn't watched, and Rudger Hauer passed away. What about a week ago? Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw Hobo on the, with a shotgun on her list, and I was like, we should definitely watch that. Well, mm-hmm. I wanted to watch something horror or thriller. Okay. So that was kind of the mood I was in. Yeah. So we're like, well, this is the perfect time to watch that it. Works. And I mean, I love the combination of comedy with the, you know, the gore and it just was a it was a fantastic movie. I mean, it it's really It's a very kept hyper stylized film. Yes. For sure. And I wouldn't even call it horror. I don't think it was scary in my opinion, but I can see where the gore factor would oh, yeah. make yeah. it that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. lawnmower part. Yep. Well, I mean, on the last what was the last episode, I talked about my favorite trilogy, which is <laughs> yeah, no, and that's a great trilogy. Uh, Hobo, even Mark, Ma- said yeah, that. Ho- oh no, Mandy, Hobo, Father's Day, and it's it's like three yeah. movies that are all <laughs> have that just acid trip of a yeah retro. I don't even yep. know. And yeah. I think that's what I liked about it is just the the essence it kind of gave off of it. The combination of just you know they had some, threw some comedy in there. Mm-hmm. With the, you know, the action, like, you were on the edge of your seat the whole time, I felt like, because I yeah. wanted to know what was going to happen, and it was a fantastic movie, just the way it looked, the style. I could see you um, as a member of the plague, like, taking over <laughs> that role. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I like about it, is there's a lot of, like, art direct. It's a distinct film. It that's is. That's the other thing. And it fits, like Niles was saying, it does fit with some of this kind of new wave of like this, I don't know, trash. It's old, but it's not old. Yep, that's what that's what it looked. It looked yeah. like it was something out of like the early 80s, but I mean, then it, it does, wasn't. but it doesn't, right? Yeah, there it, are certain aspects like, that did and didn't, and it... I'm going to take these great things about the 80s mm-hmm. and just amp them up to fucking 15. That's what it is. And and it also has like a great kind of neon color scheme that... Yep. Very Nicholas Winding Refn-ish. Yeah, yep. but before... Well, yeah. I mean, it's not technically before... Ruffin, but it's, it's like before a, a better version popular. of Street Trash. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, no. if yeah. you were to call Hobo with Shotgun Street Trash, it would probably be more fitting. It would make sense. It kind even of though was, Hobo with Shotgun know? is very definitive in its name, because yeah. it's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. But, but if if somebody told me, oh, Street Trash is the alternate title, I'd be like, yeah, I buy that. So anyway, how the movie was made when what someone just 
made a Grindhouse trailer and showed it was it to part Rodriguez? of the competition yeah. for when Grindhouse came out. The movie Grindhouse. Yeah, yes. the movie Grindhouse. The Tarantino and Rodriguez. And I guess they were so impressed with it, they just made a feature length movie out of it. Yeah, that it was after it came out in theaters. Right? It was like for the video release that it was going to be featured on the disc. I will tell you everything. Okay. Uh, So uh, this was back in 2011 uh, is the feature film. But he made the the trailer with David Brunt, who is also in the feature. He makes like a cameo Mm -hmm. appearance. So. Uh, but they made a fake trailer for the Grindhouse, uh, the Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino joint, uh, for that competition. And the prize was that it would get to play in front of Grindhouse. Now, that didn't happen in U.S., hmm. That's right. but it did happen in Canada. And what they did is they didn't put it in front. They actually put it in the block of fake trailers. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, it did really. Well. It got a lot of buzz online. It did. It's a really cool trailer. Yeah, the producers mm-hmm. thought, well, shit, maybe we could actually make a feature length of it. And then once Rutger Hauer was signed on, it was pretty much all systems go. And uh, and he's really good in it. Too. He is great. Oh, yeah, in it. that speech when he's talking to and the babies, babies right? is mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. That, that trailer, the the trailer that. Is like one of my favorite trailers. It's a great cut trailer mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, I mean, um, it's kind of a shame. Like I know Eisner is kind of he's behind the like late lately he's done the Dark Side of the Ring on Viceland, which is oh that was his yeah yeah uh. it's him and Evan Husney who used to work for Trauma and Severin and a whole bunch of shit. But anyway. Um, they uh, collaborated and made that docuseries on Viceland, which even if you're not a fan of wrestling, I think you'll find some yeah, enjoyment out of it. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of, I'm kind of bummed that like nothing big has really happened with him. Uh, it's just been anthologies, really. Uh, hopefully, I, I know he was like second unit director on Goon 2, which I still haven't yeah. seen, but. It's it's things. not the best. Yeah. I liked. I actually liked Goon a lot. Goon's great. Goon. Yeah, yeah. And then the second one just is like it's almost unnecessary. It's all right. Let's. Yeah. You know. But yeah, he was one of those. White Russell's fun in it. That once uh, Hobo the Shotgun came out, you thought, oh shit, he's gonna you know definitely uh, go play. I'm just sorry. I'm marveling at them killing the wine that's on the <laughs> table behind the scenes stuff. We're so uh, good at getting drunk, guys. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I just like that as wine. I, th- I feel like we've classed ourselves. I'm telling up. you, we're going to have a study, and we're all going to have fancy silk smoking jackets and yeah. ascots. But it's going to happen. I don't know why Eisner hasn't had another feature film. It's kind of a bummer because I he's think, had irons in the fire too. Yeah, it's, yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know if like people just don't want to take a flyer on him and do another feature film. I don't know what to do. Or, you know, honestly, like this Dark Side of the Ring thing went really well. Yeah. So I think he's just going to stick with that. But there's a short that he made that it's underwater. It's like a. Yeah. One Last Dive. One Last Dive. Yeah. That I think was like a proof of concept that he was trying to turn into a feature. Yeah. Well, they both. Not the alien abduction thing. No, not that thing. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about now. It was a short that was like a proof of concept. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess that's not happening. The, yeah, that, it's been years. Because that was, yeah. You can find that on yeah, his, Andy. his YouTube or Vimeo. One of the two. I have, other than watching Rob Zombie's 31 and Lords of Salem, which I thought were garbage, I also watched 
another piece of garbage called Zombie Strippers. <gasps> I've seen that. I have too. <laughs> With Robert England and Jenna Jameson. Jenna Jameson, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is about a zombie outbreak inside of a strip club. Duh. Duh. But, um, you know, something, if you like zombies and you like strippers, somehow you probably still won't like this movie. <laughs> the movie thinks it's funny, and it isn't. And the visual effects are god-awful. Skip it. <laughs> this movie sucked. I now think our wedding planner is going to kill you. She loves that movie. Yeah, I have a friend that likes it for some reason. She said it's witty. Who is this? Our friend Chris. Christina. Of course, of Christina. Course. The one that doesn't like our podcast. Yeah, she likes... Hello. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> Don't She's like our podcast. She likes but... zombie strippers and hates everything else. Like, does that's just like... the weirdest now thing. Now we know. She does, does she complain like zombie, a lot. zombie, zombies? Yeah, I don't know. Like... What? Zombie, zombie, zombie. She she gave a copy never heard of, of the zombie, movie. Zombie, zombie. She gave a copy <laughs> of the movie to my dad. Oh, And okay. said, here, watch this. And... For years, I ignored it, but then I finally watched it, and I, uh, you know, all this hype for nothing. Did your dad dig it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But your dad also bought Chaos on Blu-ray, so. Yeah, my dad has just, some movies, like, he introduced me to a lot of great stuff. Right. But his taste is slipping. Oh. (laughs) It's like, you need to watch this movie. (laughs) You have to watch this. Zombie strippers? And it's No, it's Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. No, you don't need to watch that. I don't need to watch that. (laughs) Thanks, Dad, but no. I've decided Jeremy needs to watch that, though. I'm sure Jeremy's seen that. He probably is always. God, he loves that kind of shit, too. Who's Jeremy? (gasps) Zombie strippers. Uh, Hard pass. Hard pass, okay. He's ever with Patrick. Emphasis on the hard, right? I remember thinking it was fun years ago when I watched it on TV, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. Well, it's it. weird because, like, wasn't that the uh, the outcome, like, one of the after effects of Grindhouse anyway? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah it was. just like, oh, we could do this. Ugh. We can make those. Anyway. No, don't try. I thought it was <laughs> what it was. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what octave was that? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a movie called Zombie Strippers. You how many, star, how many stars do you give it? I gave it one. Oh, it? no, I'm not going to give it any star ratings, but I'm just saying it was enjoyable <laughs> to watch. I, uh, one and a half. Okay, that seems reasonable. Robert England's in it. Yeah, Robert, Robert England. That doesn't elevate shit. <laughs> right. But, Have you seen The Mangler? Oh, no. How's Bell's Latell? He's in some good things outside what was of that, a thousand, What's the other one that's like a thousand? Ten thousand, man. Oh, that, ten thousand... Two thousand yeah. ma- maniac. Two thousand one maniac. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, which was a remake of the Herschel Gordon Lewis movie. Yeah, which I like the Herschel Gordon. That's oh, one of my oh, top ones. Top Lewis ones. Uh, you open that box set yet? Rin, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was present for the destroy the brain showing of Maniac at the Heavy Anchor. Holler. Uh, yes, and I love it. Yeah. I love Spinell so much. He's so greasy and so scary. So sweaty. So sweaty all but the time. Sexy, like dead sexy. We gave away promo towels to dry yeah. everybody up. 
No, we didn't. <laughs> I was going to say I did not get one <laughs> See, because I would have gotten a full set. That, that would have been great, though. That's what Damn. our bathroom would have actually been decorated in. <laughs> no, no, I've decided for for Christmas you're getting a body pillow of Joe Spinell. <gasps> oh, oh, God. God. Where does the it's sweat end and the grease begin? Mm. It's point. your salt. It's true. Have you guys watched that promo trailer for Maniac, Maniac 2? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's... That's, it could it's have on been the something combat shock, combat shock video. Yeah. yeah, as well as the Maniac Blu-ray mm-hmm. that came out. Mm-hmm. Check that out, buddy. G. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Dead silence. Anything else about Maniac? I love it. Okay, <laughs> I love it too. It's, cool. It's, it's almost funny the more you watch it because the first time you watch it, you're like, "What the fuck is going it is. on?" There's some absurdness to it, right? Like, yeah. what the fuck is I going feel, on? Okay, so what I'll say on this movie is, you know, as my wife sits here and just says how much she enjoys it, she's like it super feminist, you. right? And like, it grows on you I think so it's one much. of those movies that was always looked at as like, oh, well, it's you know, it's like, you know, it's anti women. It's anti women. It's very aggressive towards, but like. Actually, when you see the end, though, it's not. It's not. It's actually a revenge film. Yeah, Yeah, I'd say New York Ripper is more more of the misogynistic... yeah, we didn't really didn't talk like, about that, yeah, did we? She didn't like that one. I did not though. care for the New York uh, We all saw that recently. You guys watched it, and I had watched it like a week yeah, before. Yeah, so we married or <laughs> On Stranger Things Day. Yeah, we, we dedicated a whole day to the third season of Stranger Things, and in the middle of it, we're like, hey, let's watch New York Ripper. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow. that just and fits in lock. Good palate cleanser. And like, yeah. I still think that there's some pretty cool kills oh, in yeah, the movie, yeah. but like, again, if I choose between the two, Maniac's going to be my choice because sure. I there's no warmth in that movie. It is a cold, dirty film with Donald Duck voice, and it's super fucking awkward. <laughs> but that soundtrack, though, the soundtrack's dope, though. <laughs> <laughs> soundtrack okay, missing. go ahead, Mike. Uh, so we didn't talk about Crawl on the podcast, yet, did no, we? we didn't. Oh. Uh, as uh, are you and I the only? I've seen. Were it. you seen? Oh, it. you we guys saw it too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brandon Niles is already the only one I haven't outcasts. watched. Well, we won't spoil it, but it it's, it's good. good. Yeah, it's, it's good. a it's good, a good little movie. popcorn movie. A yeah. uh, little gorier than I thought it would be. Yeah. But well, it got an R rating. Yeah, no, I know, but uh, Drash and Yana, I don't think liked it. I can't. I it was didn't okay. Care for it? Yeah, like he had to pee a it, million times. In it. Okay, so well, maybe that was the problem. All the water everywhere, and you're okay. just like, God, where's a bathroom? Okay, so the movie from beginning to end <laughs> is. Constant running water sound, and I think it made me have to pee a lot during the movie. So I actually had to get up and, you know. So I wasn't far off. No, you're right. Yeah. I was trying to figure out, like, why do I have to pee so much during this movie? And then Yana goes, there's a lot of running water sounds in this movie. Yep. Yeah. So. I think that's what did it. I think the effects are pretty good. Yeah, there are. Oh, yeah, the effects are good. The the only thing I did it, it, you know, it's a lower budget thing, but the. I think it, it was more the dumb good. decisions. So Lake had. Lake Placid or Crawl? Lake Lake Placid Crawl. They are no Lake Placid. So very Betty different. White, yo. They're so oh, very different. Color. I think anything with like a killer animal is all the same to me. I don't know. Lake Placid is I'll a comedy. Say, I usually yes, don't that's why like I love them. it. But yeah. I mean, Crawl. If you want something more of like a horror and being kind of like general, like oh shit, it's short. But my problem is I that like I feel like I've seen this movie before, where the sure. girl is in this situation she has to get out of and there's obstacles and in the end she prevails and it's like but I've I seen think this it's before. all kind of grounded by you know Barry Pepper and her 
There was like except for the fact that Barry Pepper is still alive. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> like but... midway through that movie, that character is dead. Wait, right, Doctor Pepper, <laughs> Doctor Barry Pepper, oh, yeah. Doctor Barry, Barry Pepper. Yeah, I've met him. Um, Dark the, Barry Pepper. The only thing I didn't care about the movie was the end. It was just like, oh, that's it. Okay. Well, yep. I thought something yeah. really hilarious and tragic would have ended. Yeah. Or uh, would would have be happened. The yeah, yeah. And it, I probably would have raised it an extra star on Letterboxd. Yeah, but, if it had had a downer. Yes, yeah. uh, but it didn't happen. So maybe the alternate endings on the and the Blu-ray. <laughs> so I, honorary, because I got too many teeth. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, the fuck God. just happened? Oh my God. <laughs> what was that? Fucking water boy over here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Crawl. I enjoyed it. Recommended. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's a good for a for one time sure. watch. I mean, yeah. like, it was enjoyable. I would never watch it again, but I'm like, I'm uh, glad I watched it. Oh, yeah. There I'm planning on watching it. There were some things maybe I'd watch it again. I don't know. Maybe if we're, like, in a big rainstorm. Yeah. There's a few parts I jumped at. So yeah, if it's flooding that. outside, yeah. you might feel like, hey, maybe I should put on crawl. Well, there wasn't a gator spotted in South City, so you never was know. Was it what? really? Yeah, yeah this is that's a while That's not ago. real. There was someone's what? gator out in a lawn they called uh, Animal Control. Oh, that's just a pet. Someone had a gator? Yeah, is that someone legal? had a gator. No, it's Well, not I think legal. it got loose. and you know, The gator's got loose? Got... <laughs> yep. Burt it's Reynolds got oh, loose? Shit. <laughs> gator? What is happening? <laughs> Oh, this redline gator section. Nothing like gator. Okay. <laughs> so, crawl, possibly recommended. Got it. Niles. Not to be confused with crawl. Ah, oh, jeez. I love or crawl. crawl the warrior king. Uh, so, yeah, uh, after uh, long deliberation about the last Child's Play film that we all didn't see, I didn't see it, but everybody else did, I, I decided I wanted to go back and check out uh, Child's Play 2. Fuck yeah. Because it's a good time. And my wife had not seen it, so. It was fun. Really? Yeah, it was a good old time. It's like we had all the backstory we needed, so then we got to just do all the fun things. Yeah, I rewatched yeah. Child's Play, I would say, probably two months ago, so I've just been kind of hanging out, waiting for a good time to watch the second one. Uh, I still love all the colors. Uh, the ending's awesome. Just so much cool, just 90s, yeah. It's one of those, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, this is not good, but it grows on you. Yeah. Yeah. You give I, it another watch and another I watch. like Chucky better in this one. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. It's something like he's over animated and so it makes it more cartoony. Well, Child's Play 2 is like a different kind of beast, right? Like the first one's pretty straightforward and s- serious. And the second one's like, well, I'm going to have a little fun. Second with one's it. just revenge, yeah. you know. Yeah. You don't expect much from it because it is a sequel. Right. <laughs> what do you guys yeah. think of the fun. remake? I liked it. I liked uh, it yeah. too. I it have not fun. seen it. Yet. I haven't seen it either. Neither he saw it without me. Wow! I gosh, enjoyed wow. it. What? Wow! Marriage wow. off. <laughs> no more wedding, guys. But I'll, I'll say this: that it was very effective. Uh, I think one of the coolest things is when he rips his arm off and oh, shoves God, that yeah. thing into it. Mm-hmm. I believed it. I was like, "Oh my God, that looks painful." <laughs> this poor doll. And he's screaming. This poor doll. And he's screaming. He's screaming. It hurts. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it was an effective. <laughs> Effective when he turns into a human, right? The yeah. human doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believed it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> so, Child's Play Two is a recommend. Yeah, I think. I mean, <laughs> it's no. Th- I don't like the third one as much. I'll just say that. But the yeah. third one's mm-hmm. bad. Third, third one's very good, good, dude. I yeah. would still like rewatch it. If you watch one and two, you have to watch three. Like, 
Isn't three like major pain with like Chucky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, that would be a I better know. movie, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Damon Wayne shows up in there. I think that might be all right. Wasn't Major Pain a Universal movie too? Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Crossovers yeah. coming. <laughs> that was almost later. a Chucky laugh right there, Josh. Good job. Right. Would Chucky's tell like the Venom story to the kids? <laughs> God. Anyway, all right. I'm gonna Charlie was take that. <laughs> uh, so the second movie that I want to talk about. Um, one of my biggest issues, uh, I think we've talked about it on the show, is buying Vinegar Syndrome releases and never <laughs> fucking watching them. <laughs> so one of my... Uh, prime, they got you again. Yeah. One of my prime directives is, hey, Andy, stop buying shit. Go through your shit. So I watched Party Line, and Patrick and I watched this one, and he posted Who's it. Patrick? Oh, yeah. That, the, the artist, the person formerly known as Patrick? Do I say that? How do we address Patrick. Or do we don't we don't address him? God rest his the, soul. Okay. This is Patrick the final chapter. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Patrickening. When Patrick was still alive, we watched a movie called Party Line. Now this <laughs> this movie the, it has an awesome slipcover and it looks like uh, you know, a Giallo film because it's got a straight razor on it. I'm like, fuck yeah. But I remember this on VHS because it had a girl scantily uh, she was in lingerie. Uh, and my parents would never let me rent that because Duh. that's that's forbidden. But all the violence, no problem. Uh, <laughs> Seer, this was a fucking hoot. I loved it so much. I think it would be a great double feature with uh, Julie Darling or oh. or uh, Psycho Three. Yeah. It, it if once you watch it, it will make more sense. So. Okay. Party Line is about this brother and sister team, and I do see say team that uh, this is also a previous thing on the internet. There was party lines. If you if you're not aware what oh. a party line is, uh, hopefully everybody is. But a party line is no, just, no one knows. I uh, mean, if you're, I don't even barely it's a know. One nine hundred six years old. It's basically a one nine hundred conference call. Stop. Kick the next <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Oh boy, I'm never getting through this. It's a one nine hundred conference call where people talk sexy and and that's it. But I guess this one's localized. Conference call where people talk. Oh sexy. God, what was the what was the big fucking party line? Mike might know this. Oh Mike. Uh, because if we watch TV at like yeah. midnight to two, they always advertised. <gasps> oh, you got it. Something life. Something lava life is that it? Lava life, lava life, like lava lamp. Oh fuck! I can't, I can't remember what it is, <laughs> but there was a big service back in the day where you paid like three dollars a minute or something like that, and to talk to sexy singles. To, yeah, near your area. Yeah, I feel like I've seen this. This ad. is literally the phone version of the internet. So anyway, the didn't that ad show during like blind date episodes? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm getting at. <laughs> okay, I know like, what you're talking about. Once you hit that yeah, it's late like night Lava TV, Life. Lava uh, Life or yeah, something. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was like once you hit Cheaters and oh, yeah. Blind Date. Yeah, yeah, that was always advertised. Anyway, um, so it's a brother and sister team that team up basically on these party lines to uh, find and lure dudes, and usually. Or girls when the brother's playing, but it's mainly the girl that's playing, the sister that's playing. And most of these dudes are fucking married dudes that are looking to cheat on, you know, their wives and get away from the family. 
So they take revenge and <laughs> basically murder them. And it's a lot of fun because there's also this cop hot in the trail on, on trying to find these two people because obviously it's just voices and these random bodies are popping up all over L.A. And this cop is like this grizzled fucking stereotypical cop. But there's one scene that Patrick uh, shared on his Instagram that like he comes out of a club chasing after him and he knocks over this poor dude that I don't even know if it's rehearsed, but it was the funniest thing. Anyway... This movie is definitely worth the 25 bucks to to buy on Vinegar Syndrome stuff. If you're looking, like, if you're like me and buy tons of Vinegar Syndrome stuff and feel burned on some things, like <clears throat> Savage Harbor. Um, yeah, yeah, we dude. watched that. Uh, yes, it is Lava Lava Life. That's what lava I said. Life. Okay, I was right. Uh, I said that too. Anyway. No. Party line. Guys, it's 877 877- Eight nine three zero seven seven. Wait, it still exists. Wait, can you, can well, you give that we'll back? We'll find to out. Us? Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do a live call. Real people, great connections. Oh, great connections. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, party line. Highly recommended. It's a lot of fun. Uh, feel free to do a double feature with any of those two movies I mentioned. Actually, I kind of want to. We could always watch Julie Darling again and follow it up with that. I haven't seen. I'm Julie looking Darling at Niles. Yet. Want to watch this movie? You didn't I sell don't me. Yeah, I, I want love to. It. It's so gross. yeah. It, that's good. No, it. you didn't sell me. What you told me was that there's the couple they're taking revenge. Yeah, because somebody's calling and paying them. I don't get what the revenge no, 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 no. is. The revenge is that these fuckers are cheating on oh, their wives, and, and they're like, why, "Oh, hey, sleazeball, so we're just why gonna slice they, your throat open." What did like their parents like? Have their dad like cheat I'm on? I'm not gonna so? ruin it. Oh, I get what you're saying. There yeah. is a backstory. Yeah, there, there's because you just didn't sell me. I'm like, "Oh, thanks, customer. Fuck you. You're dead." It's basically a slasher movie. Cut your dick off. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. Well, All right, and with that, no. should I call? <laughs> you want me to dial it now? No. One nine hundred. Come on. Fine. <laughs> call, call Lava Life right now. Yeah, you gotta mic it up though. Yeah, you will have to mic it up. What's the number again? One eight seven seven. Yeah. Eight seven. Is this really Lava happening? Life? Is that it? Is How it much are you gonna get charged? Charged. No, it's an eight hundred number. You have to like agree. Oh, they, to they have a different number I... now. Six one five. Oh wait, you found the current number. Okay. <laughs> oh no. It's a six one five number. Okay. Wait, that's in Nashville. Oh. oh. Okay. I don't Find yourself a Southern Belle. <laughs> that's not hot local singles. Named Carl. We're in St. Louis. <laughs> I love all this. 314. Oh, this is a local number. 314. 425-7600. I hope Patrick answers. 7600. <laughs> oh, my God. That's where he Wait, is this the Lava Life St. Louis? Six. I'm calling. Yeah, seven six zero zero. Lava. Put it on speaker. Speaker. Meet fun singles. <laughs> it's probably gonna be like, hey, this is Joe. Yeah. It's still dialing. Did you put it on speaker? Welcome to Lava Life. <laughs> We're single. Click. We text message our members to advise them of specials and promotions. You can unsubscribe at any time by replying stop. This service is 18 plus. If you are not 18 or older, hang up now. Hang right. up. Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> hang up. Mom's You're not here. <laughs> Mom's home. You're not 18, dude. Dude, you're not cooking. Dude, you're not cooking. <laughs> All right. One experience. So, yeah, party line. Recommended.
Boom. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. And check out Lava Life. <laughs> and check out Lava Life. They probably got LavaLife.com. Sponsored by LavaLife.com. Watch out. They'll cut off your dick. Okay. Get up in them guts. Let's do it. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah! Yeah! yeah. 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 All right, our main section of the show is called Get Up In Them Guts, and today's topic, we will be talking about Bay of Blood, directed and photographed by Mario Bava. Um, this one, uh, did anybody have a first time watch on this? Me! Yeah. Me. Wow. Wow. That's wow. So it's the table. Actually, Half of us. Yeah. And Niles, I think you said it was... It's been a while since you watched it the first time. Yeah, I borrowed it from no, you that's a what hot it was. minute ago. <laughs> you were like, I don't know what the hell happened. I mean... It is kind of convoluted. No qualms There's a lot it. going on in this movie. There is. And it's not... It's not hard to understand, but it's one of those things you're like... Did I get everything? Yeah, I, you're not sure if you follow <laughs> There's just entirely a, what's going ca- on. I mean, yep. you see the board. No, I know. That There's cast tons is of, huge. And those are all, like, major players. Like, Yeah, once you see that cast laid out, you realize how many people are actually in this movie. <laughs> it's kind of like Clue, but yeah. in Italian. <laughs> Did you really do? You got to do that. I, Italian. You got to do that hot Speaking eye. of which, uh, Niles does pull up a board, which we'll share on our Instagram more than likely. Uh, where he has it divided up who directed it and who wrote it and under who wrote it a shitload of Italians eight to be exact yeah that's right yeah yeah that's M- right music with uh, Stelvio Cipriani uh, effects by Carlo Rambaldi yes the man who gave us the creature of E.T. and also the tentacle creature from Possession which you can't really see anyway this does have quite a robust cast of uh, characters and you know I, I will say when I watched this the first time I was blown away by it long ago when I watched it part of the uh, Anchor Bay Bava box set but I will say the uh, clothing of the two dudes where one's got a turtleneck and one doesn't have a turtleneck the fisherman and, and the one guy but it's like the same fucking style and at one point the girl has the same fucking style I'm like man I can see where I get confused on a dressing standpoint. I mean, yeah. The, <laughs> uh, the, and honestly, I got confused with, uh, I guess, the character of Albert, the, oh, hus- yeah. the husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Frank Ventura, for some reason, because they're like both gray-haired kind of dudes. I don't know. One's I slick. Too. One's slick and one's kind of yeah, like I get, I curly-headed. I that, too. I think I there's all, just a lot going on. We've all decided that if we need to go under pseudonyms when we reserve hotels, Frank Ventura is the name. I just kept saying. Pet detective. Yes. <laughs> yes, Satan. No. <laughs> Every time I hear Ventura. Yeah, that's exactly how he would say it. Ventura. Anyway. Um, Bay of Blood is probably most notable for being the the start or the heavy influence on Friday the 13th or being the start of the body count subgenre, also known as pretty much the slasher craze. Yeah, I mean, there are people that will argue that this is the first slasher film. 
So yeah, huh, well, we were talking about this in in the beginning. I think that is a point of discussion. One Let's get critic into most noteworthy of agreeing with that is Leonard Maltin. Okay, yes. Who in his because I first heard about this movie in because his, of because of that. Leonard Maltin in his movie video guide. He says that like this is the movie that started that slasher craze. Even though some people argue it's Black Christmas. No, that's after that. So seventy six is Black Christmas. Seventy one is Bay of Blood. Mm. Yeah, Bay yep. of Blood is seventy one, seventy two, depending now, on that's where you where go. You're wrong. It did. Black Christmas did not come out in seventy six. It came out in seventy four. Yeah, still, but it's still after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that came out the same year. No, no, it didn't. This no. came out in seventy one. All right. So. This was technically, I think it was seventy two, but still two still. years prior. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. If you want to go with basically. But then Niles is going to bring it up. So, I mean, Psycho. That's where everyone goes as like the first like slasher film. It's a, a of course. A, you don't know who the killer is. Mm-hmm. He's a lot of a little bit of gore, mm-hmm. a lot of gore for the time. Yeah, that's that's where I I always give it a credit. But body count, I think this is it. So yeah, this is the start. Of Teen the body scream count. body count. This yeah. is also the start of a lot of cliches. And stereotypical situations, kind of plot points, I guess, is mainly like stylistic plot points and devices to get people to places that you will see in slasher films or like weekend slasher films. Let's be honest. The first initiation of Brunhilde. Yeah. Who's who's getting naked in this movie? No, I know. I know. And who dies first? Total butt Mm -hmm. naked. And who dies first? She does. Exactly. Well, technically, well, technically not. No. No, she's she does one not of the. Die first. So hold no, on. But in the group of kids, she dies first. Right. So oh, yeah. so that's uh, the well, yeah. That's what I'm talking hold about. Hold on, man. Jesus. So here's where it's kind of interesting in the whole grand scheme of things. So, uh, Giallo films, right? Mario Bava is one of the f- forerunners of Giallo films. He's pretty much the guy that kind of started that whole thing. Even though technically it's on, on paper, they were crime novels. I mean, that's all a Giallo film is. Isn't I mean, he was just making movie. movies in general. Sure, 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 sure. But, um, you know, Blood and Black Lace is kind of what set the the foundation for some of that stuff. And what I loved about Bay of Blood here is that we start off kind of like on a gothic tone uh, because you have an old lady in a wheelchair and she's just, and there's some kind of melodramatic music provided by Stelvio Cipriani. Um, who I talked about in our music episode, one of my favorite composers. It's anyway, total gothic setting. Yeah, it's got this total gothic setting. But then uh, a surprise happens, and I don't want to, I don't know, it's kind of hard to not talk about it, but, and it's also at the beginning of the movie. It's you don't have to be specific. For I, I'm trying to be as vague as possible, but something happens. This and, isn't a new movie. No, I know. I feel like we don't need a nobody, spoiler alert at this point. No, like, I think we do, because not a lot of people have seen this movie. Wait. Let's figure out. Is it on Shutter? I, I think it was at I'm one looking. point, wasn't it? Mike might know. No. Okay. We should talk about the availability of Bay of Blood before we get into it. I have the. All right. So unfortunately, think, with the availability of this, I think it's really only Blu-ray. Now there are two Blu-rays you can buy. It's still worth owning. Oh yeah, this I is agree. worth being in your life, especially if you are a huge Friday the Thirteenth fan, which mm-hmm. we'll get into in a little bit, and some people may know about it. So just bear with me. Um, the whole movie is kind of available on YouTube, FYI. 
Um, we won't link it, but if you do a searchy search, <laughs> you will find it. Uh, and it looks like it's decent quality. Yeah, it's Anyways. actually the exact same quality we just watched. I think so. Anyway, uh, legally, it is on Arrow Blu-ray in the UK, which is... It's kind of hard to find now, but they're putting out a box set of Mario Bava stuff. And well, the Blu-ray that's already available is region free. Right, right. The UK yeah, yeah. release, the Arrow release, is region like free. the teal letter. But there one. are also right. like yeah, there are I some issues so, yeah. with it. Yes, debates with the color scheme. Yeah. But that's the one. It's I still, own. we just watched. The I think Blu-ray. it looks, it looks great. great. Uh, the Kino release is also out there, which I have my personal preference mm-hmm. which is the arrow one mm-hmm. even though it is definitely darker and there's some framing things but whatever yeah, i thought the kino one looked great mm-hmm. yeah that's the one i got okay so but that new box set's probably going to be region locked uh if it is that's why we got region free players that's true <laughs> yes yeah, that is why that's why you guys yep. have region free players. oh yeah mm-hmm. I prayers. So I prayers. prayers prayers region prayers. free prayers and uh, i don't <laughs> i need one he has a mean wife <laughs> you couldn't you even get a fish called house. Wanda. I said no. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, this is this is one where that opening scene it kind of bundles up the genre in general. You have this gothic element and this melodramatic music, and then it kind of once something happens. God, I gotta be the, so vague with it. The death of an heiress. Yes. You don't yes. have to be specific. Okay. okay. It's on the box, yeah, man. That's it explains. Yeah, literally the description. Okay. So there is a death that happens, and then we see it, the shot starts at the feet of the culprit, and then it f- stops at black gloves, and he's taking the black gloves off, and it's like, oh, it's gonna be another Jalo mystery. mystery film. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> then the panor- <laughs> the camera stops. On that, and then it starts panning up, and then we get revealed, oh, this is the fucker that did it. So then he continues on through the house, and then something else happens, and it's another surprise. And basically, it's Mario Bava fucking with you, which does come into play at the end. So um, at at this point, I think he's also kind of stating, no, this is going to be something completely different story-wise than what I've given you in the past or what other people have given you. And essentially, Bay of Blood is, in my opinion, the first slasher. While I think Psycho does hit some of the same notes, I don't feel that it's a slasher movie. It's more of a mystery. There are deaths in Psycho, and especially, you know, the shower scene is very impactful, and that can be seen as, like, a slasher montage in some sort of fashion. But, you know, the other deaths that happen in it, I don't know. They're still sensational. Like the detective falling down the stairs. He's dressed up, though, too. No, I get it. I get it. And there is that whole mystery. But I also feel like Hitchcock brings a different level to it. Oh, it's... No, I I get that it's a Even Hitchcock though Hitchcock movie, has kind of... Mostly a thriller, but at the same time... I think there's... Yeah, shit didn't exist before that. Seed, yeah, definitely. <laughs> seeds are planted there. But I think better and bigger seeds... Here, here we go. Seeds for a smaller plant are planted with psycho. This is a horrible analogy. Seeds and then and seeds with a bigger plant that are going to overshadow that are planted with Bay of Blood. I'll say. Shitty analogy. As I, said, as I just you know said, I think the first multi-kill slasher film. Psycho. With young okay. adults okay. Is, is Bay of Blood. I really okay. do. Okay. I think that. So, yeah. Then later on in the in the movie, we do get the, the kind of stereotypical scene of like four Kids, quote unquote kids, younger I mean, it's, people. It's, it's people that are are down to fuck. 
That's what's going on. Okay, some four, four people that are DTF. DTF. Some four four DTF <laughs> disco loving kids yeah. want to go and it's hang a joyous, out in the bay. Yeah, and it, they get fucking murdered. But it's shit. It's like the same shit you would see. The same scene you would see in Friday the Thirteenth and every other slasher yep. and ever. every other mutilated, especially set this, in stuff. a woodland cabin kind of setting. Yeah, and it also takes place. They call it a bay. It's a lake. Same thing, right? Do I, have like, do I have my it's body's a, water correct? It's no, a, you it's don't. A bay, oh. bays it's a bay, dude. It's a bay. Because it gets connected to difference? an ocean. An ocean is connected to it. <gasps> it has it has running. So the salt. That's why there's octopi uh. in the the bay. <laughs> you would never have octopus in a lake. Okay. Okay. Because they're saltwater creatures, not genius. freshwater. I need to go back to geography. <laughs> no. Okay. That's not geography. It's biology. It's biology. biology. I think you need to go back further than that. I just need to go back to school. Yeah. Period. Back to school. Back to school. Don't forget the tax-free weekend brought to you by Target. You know, tax-free weekend will have passed once this airs. Fuck. Frick. Anyway, so be a blood. (laughs) But yeah, I agree with your like what you were talking about going back to his gothic. It's funny that it has this transition. That first scene is very like Black Sunday, Black Sabbath, just very tonally purple lighting. Like it's it's what you want in a bava gothic film and then he just like cuts it off and he's like hey guess what we're getting funky kids but that opening bring scene, in the folk guitar that opening scene isn't just to service the story it's also to service where we're going with with this whole movie right basically. and i mean you look at the time frame this is 71 so this is like still vietnam era so like yeah you're getting a lot of darker tones and nihilistic viewpoints that like you know because at this time it's not a kind movie no it's not no. it's it's watching the savageness of people just trying to get over on each other and i think that that is due to like the tone of what's going on in the world right. at that point cuz so. one of the other titles of bay of blood is also called chain reaction in its english tongue and that that that's, is a I think good that is, name. i think that's, that's a, a good, good name title yeah. but the best title is also twitch of the death nerve <laughs> <laughs> i love that title so much it doesn't make a lick of sense Really, but it's a catchy kind of exploitation. Title. Your vice is a lot cabinet. My dick's the key. What is that oh, one? Yeah. Well, that's not it, <laughs> isn't it? Something like that. My vice is a locked room, and only you have the key. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I tell There's all not... my lovers. My vice is in your vice, and that's in a locked key room. Putting a pinga. Your dick is the shape of the key. So, Andy, on your shelf, do you have this in order under Twitch of the Death Nerd? No, or I have Bay it of blood. Bay blood. Okay, Bay of Blood. Bay of Blood. You know, that could be a fun thing. Just keep putting it under different titles. Well, you have to buy multiple copies. Yeah. Well, Don't worry. He loves buying slip covers. Collagio <laughs> del delito. Delicioso. Don't delito this podcast, though. But literally. <laughs> and, and, what, and that means what? Uh, ecology of the crime. That is the, that is a, the original title. Well, there's also. Yeah, that's I the mean, Italian title. And yes. then when it was released, I think it was called Ecology of a Crime. Cool. Or no, wait. Ecology of the Crime was the original title. Well, uh, Chain Reaction was the re-release. I actually okay. didn't know they were under any of these titles. Oh yeah, no. There's like like Niles put on there, aka a oh, hundred other titles. titles. I mean, there's I've also Bloodbath. These titles, but I didn't Blood. know that they were all the same. Bloodbath is the flip. Yeah, I didn't know they were the all reversible this cover one. of the Arrow one, which has that. some killer fucking. Do we know mm-hmm. why did this get released under so many titles? Because when it was released, so it was released in Italy. Uh, did moderately well, and then in the U.S. we had distribution through Hallmark Entertainment, 
And that was under... <laughs> the card company? Yeah. The Believe Jesus it or not. Is there another no one? Way. Hallmark Entertainment was an exploitation distribution. <laughs> <laughs> they also, I want to say they may have put out Don't Look in the Basement. <gasps> they, put, they were kind of behind that whole keep repeating it's only a movie oh, campaign. I need to shop at Hallmark more. But then AIP also jumped in and Their released now it. movies very good. No. That's no, why you also Jesus. have the title of Carnage. Yeah. And I mean there's so many fucking titles to this movie. It's there's like I can bath. understand maybe two, three, or four but no, there's so over many. 50 right. is just crazy. But then I believe it also got some success here in the US so the Italians wanted to say oh well let's reissue it under a different title a more quote-unquote appropriate title of chain reaction zombie six no <laughs> that's up it could have been released around that time we don't know yeah who knows but yeah if you uh i i can't say i'm 100 brushed up on that knowledge on hallmark entertainment i wanted to say it might be it might be a front for mafia i forget what Oh my! Well, there there were definitely some exploitation titles like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Bryanston. That was a front for mafia. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Hallmark Entertainment. If you want to go on a side note, go research them. They actually put out a lot of exploitation films in the early seventies, uh, and I think they went bankrupt, and that's why AIP got a hold of it. Plus, AIP also kind of distributed a lot of the European horror films like a lot of the Bava stuff. I keep saying Hallmark Entertainment, but I I think it's actually Hallmark releasing. And where it gets interesting is uh, that Hallmark releasing actually financed Friday the 13th originally before Paramount distributed it. So that's why I also kind of think that uh, Friday the 13th definitely ripped off of Bay of Blood. So anyway... Back to the film. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Wow, this turned into a Joe Bob thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, no, I, I think on. we're getting the, the grasp of like when this movie come yeah. out, came out and yeah. what the name of it. And, but, yeah. um, you know, the, the movie kind of starts with uh, four people in a car joyfully driving to a isolated destination near a body of water. That might sound familiar. The, Tourist the, trap? The big thing. <laughs> so my biggest complaint about the fr- even though I like Friday the 13th Part 2, I will still go to my grave saying Steve Miner is a fucking hack director. And if you look a lot at a lot of his films... Even Forever Young with Mel Gibson? Yes. Okay. Oh, I like that movie. <laughs> That's a good one. Right? I mean, I personally don't think Friday the 13th Part... Th- I think 3 is one of the weakest of... Which it- <gasps> I strongly disagree with I, you. I mean, I, I do not like 3. I, I think it's pretty it. shitty. But two uh, steals two deaths from Bay of Blood. It does. Blatantly. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason I've ever heard of this well, movie. Like, and it I knew it was Bay of Blood that than stole. just two deaths. I mean, oh, no, I know, I know. The concept. I, it steals. Like, so the concept in general, I mean, you have to also kind of figure that Friday the 13th was a real big rush job. If you know anything about the history of Friday the 13th, you'll know that Sean S. Cunningham came up with the title Friday the 13th and was like, yeah. I'm going to sell that title. And he took out an ad, and that title was very catchy, and he got money based off of that ad. And they're like, okay, what's the movie about? I don't fucking know. (laughs) So then he created this whole camp, 
And, you know, him and Victor Miller, of course, right, Victor Miller is probably going to win that lawsuit. Um, (laughs) That's a whole different story. Mm -hmm. But uh, I have a feeling that one of them probably saw Bay of Blood and was like, oh, I got an idea. Let's get, you know, a group of kids. They're going to open up a camp, which is the American part of it. But they get picked off one by one, which is essentially what Bay of Blood is. And that's the whole body count thing. Uh, and they are picked off one by one by a unseen slasher. Now, the interesting part about Bay of Blood is it's not one person doing the killing. It's various killers. And that's what I really dig about it because it's a mi- it's handled like a mystery, but it is revealed who these killers are and they're not the same killer. Because up to this point, it was usually just one fucking killer. Well, I I think it's, I mean, honestly, what it does is it starts off with that final, I think it's one of the early representations. Final girl? The POV shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the slasher, and you're going, and you're killing, and you're doing things. So you're seeing that finally. Yeah, so one of the, one of the. There's uh, multiple. Yeah, because. One of the young people, Broomhilda, right? Yeah. Or. Actually, I think the subtitles, the subtitles say Brunhilda for whatever reason. It's, it's Br- Brunhilda. Brunhilda. But, I mean, granted, 90% of this movie is good because of his camera work. Yes. Because it's... Lots of panning. Though. Lots of panning, <laughs> lots of good lighting, and, and especially on those shots, that you know, the, the gore shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's POV, and then... The rest of the kills are, you know who it is. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's just backstabbing and and figuring out their way to get to the better position in this just claiming like, claiming of the bay. You just know? like Clue, right? So yeah, no, and that's what it is. It's a mystery thriller, but then also it's a slasher. Film. If anything, the only true victims of this movie, right, are the four younger people. I mean, the true victim is the countess. Sure, 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 sure. That's the only person who has done nothing, nothing. other than to be, oh, I no don't want to sell the bay in the yeah. Scooby-Doo mystery. But the four <laughs> kids, I mean, the four <laughs> kids didn't, didn't do anything. anything wrong, except for Brunhilde went skinny dipping, yeah. and then the one dude and the one girl, like the one dude's trying to get in her pants. I mean, he kind of left her in a position but, that was kind of But awkward. that's the funny thing, because like when you talk about that stuff and you isolate that part of the story, it's like, oh, she went skinny dipping, and she's one of the first people to die out of that group. Which is what I brought up. Oh, shit, what do you know? No, I know. I'm (laughs) echoing what you said earlier to kind of clarify it because she wasn't technically the first person to die. But but out of that group, she is the first person to die. And why does she die? Because she was out skinny dipping and saw a dead body floating, which, you know, that dead body is something that happens earlier. In the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, she gets out and she's totally buck-ass naked and then gets dressed really quickly and then we start seeing POV shots of a killer yeah. chasing her and it's a run it's a chase and then we get a pretty graphic close up shot of a throat slashing yeah that one's good what is that fucking weapon First, Does anybody he, he know what that weapon with that that it's it's a machete that's got like a, a curve hook? a curve on it yeah, yeah. Th- there is a specific name for that weapon and it's going to drive me nuts i should have looked this up last night it's a bill hook machete so we were machete yeah, sure, great. Machete. M- machete. Sure. Machete. Which also, <laughs> you know, machetes are also movie. used in that one movie that, you know, stole everything else from this. Which one is that? Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. right. <laughs> that movie. But yeah, I mean, there are two specific kills. 
from this movie that are used in Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. I also sure. thought, like, the wheelchair death is, like, kind of similar, but not no, the exact that's, same. that's mm-hmm. one of them. That's but one of the kills. What that one's similar. The other one is, is 100%. Delac- yeah, it's totally. directly a rip. How yeah. can you not think of part two? No, exactly. Oh, it, it's The 100%. spear through the bed? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Of course. The spear yeah. through the bed is... As soon as I is, saw that, but that was the, my comment. The hatchet, to the, the hatchet through the, the face, face, for sure. I mean, here's what I'll say. Friday the 13th part two definitely took it a step further, mm-hmm. but that... That I don't think that had been done before. No, so, and you don't you don't see the aftermath like you do in Bay of Blood. No, no. Yep. When all you of just sudden, see the both of his eyes backwards. blink and you go, oh well, that's really good. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll just say this: like Bava definitely has some confidence in Ribaldi to like know that he could focus and light that right. face shot, knowing that it was going to be a more effective shot, not. Just quick camming it, like yeah. letting you look at that shit and watch him fall slowly down. And what's fall interesting and is like both yeah. eyes. that is definitely one of the deaths that kind of show off Rambaldi's work. Yeah, like his... that. But there is one death later that I think is more, more or less like more gruesome because of how Bava does it, and it's later on. We'll get to it. Okay. Well, some of the the, the non deaths that are totally stolen. In part two, yeah, are the uh, the girl that's completely nude swimming, yeah, and uh, the the guy in the uh, the Indian mask, yeah, with the spear, yeah, like, that's yeah. totally stolen yeah. in part two. No, I know. So <laughs> that's that's they why I've always the, had they a problem. took everything with the spear and put it in totally. That's why I've always had a problem with Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. But I will also say I do like Part Two. I think it's a Solid Friday the Thirteenth entry and a solid slasher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and plus it also, I, in my opinion, has a really cool looking Jason. Like I'm a big fan of the second. I mean, Jason. it was the which was also Jason, lifted so, from mean, fucking the town that dreaded sundown. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. <sighs> you owe a lot to well, other movies. <laughs> I grew up watching it, so but no, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I mean, grew up watching that. I didn't grow up watching this, but it so. is kind of interesting, like. Uh, that some you know i think the town that dreaded sundown is definitely more apparent now um yeah that lifting right but people still don't know about bay of blood it still surprises me it's like oh no yeah nobody knows check this, this out because it's a movie that came i don't know a lot over of people decade? on my letterbox have watched this oh yeah sure yeah, if they're half. on letterboxd you know movies in general usually <laughs> yeah. but like yeah if i were to bring this to late night grindhouse right and be like hey you guys want to see what friday the 13th ripped off of yeah then i guarantee you a decent amount of that audience would be like oh i've never seen first this. time I've watch. Heard i guarantee of it maybe or some people would this be like a, what the fuck is let's this? be honest this is a horror podcast and there was a lot of first time watches yeah, at this table i'd never yeah. seen so i'm that. just yeah. it, it is us. something that i mean you might have heard of and the reason i even heard of it was the friday 13th reference like that's the only reason i knew about this movie was i knew it got lifted from you know whatever friday 13th, friday 13th, 13th, 13th part it. two yeah yeah but uh, I do love all the character dynamics in this, that everybody is like... So the the basic premise to this, to kind of simplify it, because I don't think we've really touched upon the true plot of it, is that there is a uh, piece of land by the bay, right? And all these people are trying, uh, except for the four young people, are trying to gain ownership of this. And the... Oh, shit, I almost spoiled it. The thing that happens at the beginning... Happens to a person that owns the bay. Fuck, I kind of have to say yeah. that. Yeah. Aaron, we said this. Well. Okay. We are, yeah, we Anyways, already did say this. So, spoiler alert, this is, this is the time. Uh, 
Basically, the backstory is is that there is a countess, and she owns the bay. And previously, her husband had tried to do various business ventures, including opening a discotheque, um, opening, uh, I think there was a restaurant, and yeah. like a, a cafe. Anyways, but all failed. Mm-hmm. All failed. So they're trying to turn this land into a resort. Right. And so he's on one side basically being convinced that if he kills his wife, yep. he can have claim ownership and sell the bay to a land developer. And he's also being seduced to do so. Yes. So he's also in an affair. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then there's also uh, so that's, Ventura, I mean, if you look too, at, but That's Ventura, the land developer. Sure. Yes. Yes. He's so the land saying. developer. He, Vent- not the husband. I'm clarifying. We're that. not even talking about him. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't come into play until the count dies. Right. Boom. There you go. So the big thing at the beginning is the whole plan is that, okay, there's a land developer. He wants this land. He's going to go send his secretary to seduce the count to kill his wife. And by so, he's going to put her in a noose and hang her and make it look like a suicide. Because she's an invalid as well. Because she's an invalid. Yeah. And also stubborn. And a very violent death, too. Like I, I love that death. I love oh, that death, too. It's the legs just ruthless. trying to but grab at the floor. Again, yeah. oh, a character in a wheelchair right. having a death. So yeah. it's like they just said, well, we don't want to just put a hatchet to the face. Right. Let's put this hatchet in the face of a person that's wearing in a wheelchair or whatever. So They ba- combine two characters. Yeah. So basically. then basically um, this whole plan is based around – this could be just one story. It yeah. could be the Count kills the Countess – he sells the property to the land developer, and the secretary basically has, you know, got him to do it because she's been, you know, mm. seducing him. Mm. But the wrench in the whole thing is that the count dies. Yes, it is all fouled up by and, the stabbing of the count. And now you have various characters that are kind of scrambling to. The who done it is getting hot. They're trying to uh, make sure papers are signed. Eyes are dotted, and they're trying to claim ownership for for the thing. But it's there's like so many people. Rat race. Kind of. <laughs> this is an insane movie. With it, Mr. It's like Bean. Rat race and Clue mixed together. Uh, we, um, yeah. Haunted honeymoon, or uh, what's the one with the inheritance uh, with Gene Wilder? Yeah, haunted, haunted honeymoon. honeymoon. Haunted honeymoon. Yeah. Hey, it's a lot like that. It's like you know, hey, the the big wig dies, and then yeah, but like yeah, and this so also once, has Gilda Radner, so that's yeah, really it does. You know, she's in it. But like once the count dies, then comes into play the the daughter and her husband Albert, right? And uh, what's her name? Renetta. Renetta. Renata. 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 Renny. So there they come. See, that's the thing is like I like explaining this film because God knows you will not get this from the first watch. Yeah. Telling you the second watch way better. So you have you have Renata and Albert and their two kids in a. Like, I love Lucy camper, <laughs> you know, and they're hanging out by the bay, just being camping kind of people. But really, well, they're kind of staked out to try to get yeah, everything ironed out. out. Yeah, they got to figure out who they got to kill to get this. Mind you, this they have this, this fucking grandiose murderous plan kind of in place where they're discussing it right while with their kids, their kids. Yeah, it's like their kids are there <laughs> they're like oh so the, kids go to bed we got shit to do so i people guess in kill. that day kids weren't people though 
<laughs> so they come to find out that not only is she not the only heir, she's not the male heir. The male heir is a guy named Simon, who right. is a local fisherman. The, as I quote unquote call him, the squid bastard. Yes. Because he likes to play with squids. Yeah, and there's actually a octopuses. really kind of gross fucking scene. Yes. No, there squid. was squid. He said squid. And there was also squid. an octopus. I swear there was an octopus. But that might be though. a there was wrong an translation. That's whenever a body was found. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. separate. The, face. Um, the squid is when he was in his little, like, two Canoe. people boat yeah. thing, and he had it, like, wrapped around his arms, and he's like, yep, yeah, Plus, was he trying to eat it raw? <laughs> Oh no! Yep. He was no. killing it. Like it. He was, he was biting, biting it on the he neck. Was biting uh, the, the whole sp- thing's the I think neck. the spine. I think he was trying to get Jesus. like a, to, to just kill it fast. I yeah. thought it was an invertebrate. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? The I mean, connection yeah, that yeah. this movie it predates. <laughs> this movie predates Old Boy. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, again, this movie's presented like Pulp Fiction, where it's just pieces, and they're not mm-hmm. might not be in order. And there's a lot of characters. There, I mean, I will say the biggest detriment to this movie is it is pretty convoluted. It could be a lot simpler if you took away the college kids aspect. I like that, but if you just it's focused needless. on if you focused on just count. the family mm-hmm. structure and the inheritance and made it like a crime mystery thriller, like yeah, it's kind of simple, but the fact that we you add even... random characters just to show body count that's where it we haven't even makes... talked about the gypsy and her husband. They, they're not necessarily tied to anything. Though. No, no. They just live there and yeah. they hate that this place is going to change right. because the insect, the bug guy, he wants to use it as a place to collect specimens. Power and off. the gypsy just is a gypsy. So she just <laughs> wants to live in the wooded area. I don't know. Ah, she hates concrete. The of she aces. Get... That's not even a tarot card. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll stop explaining the movie, but I think that's no, uh, this, th- that is the gist of it. The gist of it is it's basically uh, a, a couple trying to get their inheritance from a, the bastard, and they find out that they have to do. They basically have to kill and him. And like Prince said, it's like fucking rat race. It really they're is. All just trying to get. They're all trying to get one their up name on each other on the paper. Right. It felt zany after a while. I mean, it other did. than the gore, it felt pretty zany because it was just everyone's murdering everybody. Yeah, yeah. And there's all you know, there's some misogynistic kind of tones to it. Uh, not not very heavy, but like, I mean, the first the f- woman that you see naked in the movie, you don't even actually see her naked, so I right. didn't really get that from this. Yeah, Broomhilda is like very naked, but she's also a different type of character. So I don't feel like they were just objectifying women. Right. No, I it agree was with certain that. tropes that they were. But like, with. Uh, you know, the the fisherman and the secretary. Oh, like, once he, he gets was, her in the room, yeah, he was but, pretty. Oh what, yeah, what, you whore! I'm sorry, what <laughs> you dirty slut whore! What? Let's, let's <laughs> like my mom. Let's be honest here. What was her job in this whole movie? Okay, I so, know, I know. She's the secretary of this guy. Who might be married, probably Ventura. You know, she's like his mistress, and she's sent to basically bang the old count to get the property, like, or to convince him to murder his wife. Yeah, murder so, the- yeah, when she dies, I'm cool with it. I'm like, yeah, yeah she's not a good person. No, I, I agree. Like, and that's the thing is, like, most of these characters are not likable. They're all not likable. But That's the point. They're all also, awful human yeah, beings. Other yeah. than the kids. They're just being kids. Right. Not the actual children, we, but the we get college in, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the young 
the young people? Hey, college kids. Young. That guy with the pool they, they looks like, like they're about like 30. 37. <laughs> yeah, they are definitely in the 30s. He's got 30s. them, like, you know, leather, like, riding Recent boots. college graduates? Can we really say that? <laughs> probably. No? Yeah, probably. Dude, they're grad know. students. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Okay. Grad students going on a weekend to a place that doesn't seem to have electricity. I'm like, how did they meet up? Like, they didn't know each other, really. So, like, what, they made it out a club and no, then, like... I think oh, they're probably next- on a party line. Yeah. Oh, I, probably. Oh, boy. Lava uh, life. Yeah, there's I no backstory. Thought, uh, you want to get my smiley face boom, each other. dune buggy? Like, the one dude definitely <laughs> doesn't... The one, That's the way I say Boondug. it. The one doesn't want <laughs> Brunhilde kind of out of his sight. You kind of get that, but then he gets dragged off. Oh, so you got- And then he also starts cock-blocking. Dude, so you, got the prude, yeah. so you got the prude guy, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the dude who's just like, well, I'll take either or. Right. And then he finally like sends them all off, and he's like, well, I got the one. You know, yeah. just me Leave and me you. alone. Just me and you in this house. I forget what he says, but he the says like, uh, the implication. stop pestering me or stop blocking me. Basically, stop clock blocking me, but he says it in a funny term. I forget what it is. God one guy's it. like Johnny Confident, though. He's like, I can have either or. Yeah. Pick yours. You already picked yours. Broomhilda was the more attractive one, in my opinion. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. Andy's pick for yeah. the... Well, they were also, the, like, they were the throwing bay. away the German, like, terms pretty loosely. Like, Freundlein and all this other stuff. They said yeah. kraut, like, yeah. 20 times. I don't think they They also said. were, like, speaking to her in 50 different languages, yeah. Yeah. none okay. of which were First hers. First off, he says, yeah, <laughs> you picked the kraut, is what he said. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, what yeah. he said. No, I remember that now. But that that was the only time I remember that K-word being thrown. Am Other I wrong? When Niles was asking <laughs> if it was appropriate to say or not, <laughs> which, no. Which is why I said the K-word. Uh, anyway... So, yeah, uh, as the story progresses uh, and murders happen, uh, I think where it gets fun is, and this, I don't want to spoil the exact ending, but I feel like we're in spoiler territory. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I've explained the whole story. So if you've never seen this, please tune out for like a couple of minutes because I definitely don't want to ruin this for you. Okay, so the final end is shit gets done. We get down to the two, the married couple who staked out in the RV with their kids. And they 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 want the property. Everything's pretty much ironed out. There's nobody else left to. Yeah, they, they've killed the bastard. They've killed. Uh, well, the um, I guess was the Vent- Ventura. Ventura and his the secretary. Land developer, the secretary. Well, Simon killed the secretary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ventura killed Simon. Yep. And then... Oh, we didn't even talk about fucking uh, Simon's death. Well, yeah, we are right now. Okay, so Simon's death... (laughs) I just didn't want to skip it because it's a good death. So Simon's death is really kind of surprising. So there's... He comes out of his shed? He gets done killing the secretary. Right, and he comes out of his shed and immediately is pretty much skewered. Just skewered, skewered. dude. And the lighting on this is, again, the cinematography is all done by Baba. It's gorgeous. And it's just, like, really fucking harsh. His There's facial, harsh shadows. Yeah, his and he's also making, like, very harsh facial expressions. It almost reminds me of, like, uh, Rob Bottin's RoboCop death when he's like, <laughs> or mm-hmm. or uh, Total Recall or something. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The, on Mars. But, like, his mouth is agape and it's really violent 
actions with right. his head, but it's all accentuated and like kind of overpronounced with Bava's like really harsh underlighting and all this. So it looks, even though it's not a gory death, it's a very kind of like harsh. I death. I mean, it's pretty violent. And what yeah. I what I get from that is the fact that they use the spear, which is yeah. long, and so you have this distance between the person who is dying right. and the person who is killing them. Right. And he's the reach, and which you yeah. could look at as a, like symbolism for Vietnam. Yeah. I'm just gonna throw. He it doesn't want to get his hands. It's away. like far away and not dealing with it and watching somebody die. I don't know. I just connected this to the time period. So I, don't, I, mean, I don't know where you... you could, I mean, you could connect I don't. That, I guess. Yeah, I'm I, just saying, like, I, mean, I, I see this as a film that is made at a certain time. It's very early for this genre. Right. So, But it's also around this exact same time that it's, like, the hottest point in Nam. And I think that a lot of this gore comes from that. Like, that's why this movie exists. It's because of everything that's going on in the world at this time. Right. Well, I think it was more... I don't want to say accepted... Because of that, but you know what I'm saying? It's it's a little the more plap. The uh, fact that these characters palpable? are like Plant? evil palpable, and palpable. awful, and you're just watching the them kill I'm each other for, for <laughs> I don't know their reasons. What the bay? Oh yeah, the bay. Well, it could be a million dollar investment, bud. <laughs> There's a lot of bugs there. <laughs> well, like yeah, the <laughs> character true. is he's speared to the wall. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's just like it's a it's cold a very death. He's watching death. him many, die. Many movies after were inspired by that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Absolutely. Halloween sure. and for the first yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. Just like watching the head. Even the hills have eyes. Yeah. So we saw that. And so. even the tracking shot, like there's a shot where you know it just pulls back, and we're still watching him die. Technically, mm-hmm. like at first you think it's just going to be him dead. But then he slumps over, so it's like, oh shit, we just yeah. watched him die, just, yeah. and it was just him. How that death inspired so many mm-hmm. deaths in other horror movies after it. Yeah. So. so then you think the story's done, and you know the the married couple they're going to be the inheritors. They're wrapping up. They're putting their weapons away. They're putting shit in the trunk. Which I think I joked. Basically, they won. I joked, oh, that's where Tarantino ripped off the trunk shot. (laughs) But that I don't think that's true. (laughs) Oh, you never know. Well, you never know, though. (laughs) Tarantino. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, oh, there wasn't any. Was there a trunk shot in Once Upon a Time? I don't think there was. Mm. Not like that. Mm. No, I don't think there was. Okay, so anyway. (laughs) Uh, So they're wrapping up, and then, like, they stand in front of their Mercedes, and all of a sudden we hear the two kids, Mommy, Daddy, and then it's a fucking gunshot that takes them out, and we find out that the kids killed their parents, and technically I guess they're kind of the inheritors. Right. So it's That's kinda, what I said at the yeah. very end. I, I think this this last death or this last scene or the end of the movie, however you want to say it, is kind of, it, it's twofold, right? It's... It's resolving the story and saying, oh, all these people worked against each other and killed each other and did all this work when life, you know, in general, like anything can happen. And these kids are actually the heirs to this whole land and they're not going to probably do shit with it, nor will they have the time. Like, I mean, it's they can't do shit with it anyway. But the other is the second fold of it is Mario Bava, where he started, where it's like a play with what he's given us genre-wise and his filmography, he's also saying, yeah, we just had fun. You know, or, or making light of the death of, the, yeah, of other yeah, people yeah. for gain. Yeah, yeah. And that's... Because the end song, which will also be the killer track, yeah. is very joyful. 
And it's just like, oh, we had a good time, didn't we? Yeah, it's tongue in cheek. (laughs) It's definitely. It's very funny. And that's the whole point. Uh, I think on my first watch, I didn't get it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) but on my second watch, I was like, I get it. I get it. I think it kind of reminded me of Eli Roth's uh, Cabin Fever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Or the end of uh, was it? Is it Hustle Two where the kids are having fun, fun with, with the, the the head? The head, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, just yeah. want to go down to the bay and play by the bay. I, but yeah, I, I would suggest if you watch this, watch it again, <laughs> because that I think the more you watch this film, the more you understand the actual story. It is very all over the place, and there's a lot of people in this fucking film. And the ending, I think, really does make sense once you get the vibe of. We're not taking it too seriously. Yeah. But yeah. It is a serious movie. But it's also like Baba <laughs> Baba was a funny dude. That's the other thing, is like even after Black Sabbath, right? This kind of I mean, I just watched Danger Diab week. <laughs> but dude. Yeah, I love Danger That movie Diabolic. is fun. It is fun. I bought it the Voodoo had a sale where it was like five bucks. And it's the only way to get the H D version. So anyway. Um, but you know, Black Sabbath, it ends like it's a very serious movie, but then Bava also adds at the end where it's yeah, like little, him riding on the horse and then it sh- tracks right. out and it's like, Oh, you see the inner workings. It's yeah. like, he likes to have fun. And I think that's where, you know, Bay of Blood may be not as successful with that point, but it's still, I think it's, I think it's, I funny. mean, the bug guy was kind of funny too. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is, uh, this is definitely in my opinion, I think every horror fan should watch it. Even every slasher film definitely needs to watch yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. Did it bother know. anyone totally. watching the roach slowly die? Um. Well, you know, PETA wasn't around back then, right? That's true. <laughs> no, it they were. Bug, weren't they? <laughs> it was a bug, bro. Well, yep. it, you know what's funny is that Simon talked to the, good bug. the bug it's guy dead about bug. the fact that he, <laughs> that he watched these things die, right? And then that, that yeah. was sadistic. And, yeah. You yeah. Know, he but didn't give it enough ether. Yeah, but he's the one who stabbed the the count. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting that he brought that up to mm-hmm. him. Like, watching something die doesn't matter what it is. It makes you... But he also had a bond with the, the countess. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean... That was his mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. But... It's yeah. an easy kill. So he killed his dad. No, that's not No, it was... Um, yeah, he was a bastard. Right. You're right. He was probably some stud from town. Mm. Local stud, stud, right? Local stud. From Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> Tromboning. Let's bring him back. Bring him back, local stud. But yeah, a- anyway, to kind of wrap it all up, I think everybody should watch Bay of Blood. Um, Classic. What do you guys think? Every yeah. slasher fan needs to see Bay of Blood. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I uh-huh. agree. Yeah. It's a fair deal of fun. Yeah. Did you guys have any other thoughts about this movie or no? Not really. I think we covered no, everything. I, it's, I, I don't... There's not a whole lot to it. It's just a... a complex little twisted story and yeah it's a slasher but yeah like argue that it's the movie that started the slasher craze so i i personally think it is but i I think if somebody argues that influential for sure for sure i'm not gonna argue somebody on it because i mean they could i mean they might be right in certain aspects i think delivered in this package it's it's more might be an early yeah but, you know, I mean, there's not saying that Bava was, like, inspired by Psycho. Like, oh, right. I like this. Yeah. You know, True. not knowing who the... the kill- I mean, you don't know that in Giallos, but it's handled differently. The Giallos the are more of a mystery. I think the POV, 
and the chasing. Yeah, yeah. And, and the the teens and that that just little segment. If you were to isolate, it was that, the f- yeah, for first sure. thing I've ever seen that was like right. that. If like, I showed you just the teens, like if I made a supercut of the quote unquote teens, right? Yeah, getting killed by Simon. getting killed and right. be like, oh, what's this remind you of? This was from seventy one to seventy two. Right. Well, there's uh, also Peeping Tom too. Don't forget about right. that. Yeah, and the, Peeping Tom is also a big thing about you know POV shots right. and stuff like that. It's the whole voyeuristic game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanted to get into the psychological part of but it, but I, I mean the really fact early. that it's like POV yeah. to show when was Peeping Tom chasing Peeping? and show movement. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, it was prior to Psycho. Yeah. I mean, Psycho, honestly, I think Hitchcock's even said he watched Peeping Tom. Right. It's to make Psycho, Psycho 60, so. Yeah. Uh, I want to say 58. Maybe earlier than that. 60. Okay. Same oh, year. so the same, same year? year. Okay. Cool. All right. Cool. I think I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Bay of Blood, unfortunately, like we said, it the only way to get this is through Blu-ray. Uh, Kino's got it in the U.S. And illegally, um, it's on YouTube. Oh, boy. And <laughs> <laughs> you can buy the U.K. Blu-ray still uh, through Arrow. And again, it is region-free, so it, it depends. Uh, that I box think, set's coming out, but too. That box, but that is definitely going to be region I might buy that one. It will be, but, you know, I it's, think. it's mm-hmm. worth it for us. Is region. it Arrow putting it out? Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. It is a must-own And it's going to have Black Sunday, Black sure. Sabbath. It's going to have basically everything that Arrow's put out previously right. in a collection. Okay. What Are they putting new stuff in there, though? What are the new titles? I don't remember what the they new They haven't really are. officially announced anything yet. Yep, they have. Yes. They did? When did they do that? So the set that Arrow's putting out, which is called Macabre Visions, the films of Mario Bava, is pretty much all their previous releases. It's Black Sunday, The Girl Who Knew Too Much, uh, Black Sabbath, uh, Kill Baby Kill, Five Dolls for an August Moon, Bay of Blood, Baron Blood, Lisa and the Devil, and Rabid Dogs. So you can get that all as a collective um, if you have a region-free Blu-ray. And again, like... We don't know. Sometimes it's locked, sometimes it's not. So, But their license does expire, so I think they've already kind of prefaced it as a limited edition, so pick it up if you want it, because it might be gone by the... I think they said by the end of the year. I think it's for one year, I think. Better get your copy, not from Amazon this time. I mean, we all know what happened with House the Collection. They re-released it. (laughs) (laughs) Same with the Ring Collection, but in the U.S. I'm going to get that. Sneaky. Yeah, that was a tricky one. Okay, let's uh, wrap this up. Again, thank you if you made it through all this. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. If you're new, you know, do us a favor. Like Listen us. to another one because it's always, <laughs> yeah. they're always another one. That's uh, like us on iTunes or however this whole thing works, the whole review thing. More importantly, if you dig us, tell your other horror-loving friends about us because we could always get some more ears. Wait, that was weird. Yeah, that's not yeah. We're making a necklace. Ear. Are you collecting <laughs> people, women's ears? No. Put us in your ear holes. Yeah, put us in your ear we holes. We want to be deep in there. Get us real deep. In there. So deep. <laughs> <laughs> and again, uh, Late Night Grindhouse coming back August 23rd and 24th if you're in the St. Louis area. Uh, buy your tickets now. It is $13 for one ticket for both movies. Starts at 10 p.m. at Marcus de Pere 14. Uh, you can buy them on MarcusTheaters.com right now. Just uh, best bet is probably go to the De Pere Theater and uh, drill it down to 23rd, August 23rd, and you should find it by, by then. 
Okay. Yana, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Letterbox at LunaMaria87 and Instagram at NerdyCollectorLuna. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Joshinator1989. You can find me on Instagram as Rinstagram, which is R-I-N-N-S-T-L-G-R-A-M. It is so clever. I know. H-A-S-S-L-E-Z is me, and I'm on Instagram and Letterboxd. You can find me at uh, Niles Maddox, N-I-L-E-S-M-A-T-T-O-X 22 at Instagram and also Letterboxd. That's your favorite number, 22? That yes. is my lucky number. That's it's, why it's yeah. stamped on him. It's tattooed on my ankle. Mm-hmm. Thought it something you made when you were 22, maybe. Nope. <laughs> I made an email account. I made I it. 22. I made it to 22. He's feeling 22. You can find me, Andy, at Treefy, T-R-I-E-F-Y, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, and probably anything else you can think of. Uh, thank you again for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram as a collective at Destroy the Brain. And uh, yeah, I don't know what we're doing next episode. What are we doing? We're going to do Ringu, Ringu at some point in Maybe. the future, but I don't know. Yeah, especially if with you that, guys will, that oh, US I'll set totally that's jump in on that. Get that set. Oh yeah, no doubt. I have to have that. That might be fun. We'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Again, sorry about the month delay. Um, but yeah, like I said, a couple of weeks we'll be back. Our killer track is the final track of Bay of Blood, and it is called Teenagers Cha-Cha-Cha by Stelvio Cipriani. Thank you guys again for listening. Adios. Teletubbies. <laughs> 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 <laughs>